Brian Flores took um, a different approach than many of us um, have seen before. Uh, very reminiscent of Roger Staubach. Yeah, so we can compare uh, a rookie QB to a toddler. So that's what why I have the Mavs winning in seven, and then Luca's just going to be Luca. Hayward's absence for this game will be significant, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game turns into a blowout as of late. The Golden Knights just can't pull it. I really think the Avalanche are determined this year. They made so many moves and grabbed so many guys that they have to win a championship or at least make the finals. They were on our, our championship and bust. Dallas has just been on a terror. I believe we can attribute that to Jason Robertson. Also, Jake Ottinger, who's really stepped in. Kaprizov and the rest of this crew. Jordan Greenway, who doesn't get enough props. Um, he definitely is somebody who needs to be mentioned more. Uh, I definitely think this is going to be a great series. and I'm interested to see um, how much uh, Kaprizov can impact the game as a rookie. Yeah, and as a Cowboys fan, I have learned how dangerously good Aaron Rodgers has been with he can just thread a pass. It's the Avalanche versus the Blues. I believe the Blues are starting to play some of their best hockey all year so they can push this to six games. If Lighter's there, I'm happy with Lighter because I, I think he fits into what you were saying about a much quicker thing. But if Lighter's not there, which is seeming so... I say Jordan Lawler at number two. The same self. Uh, the only year he won an MVP was the year he cheated, which really should uh, put something against uh, that MVP. But there will be a Rodgers playing for Green Bay, even though he may not be the quarterback. But uh, it's still unknown there. Austin is giving me the dead stare. So I guess don't mention Aaron Rodgers to him right now. A top three corner in the league in Jair Alexander and pairing him with a really fast corner. I should definitely assist in their ability to guard anybody in their division and anybody in the league. Hello, I am Ruby Ackerman, and you are listening to Outsider's Opinion with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our March Madness episode. Today we will be reviewing the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 and then previewing the Final Four. Um, it's almost at the end. I can't believe it's almost over. Um, but we'll just get over, get on to the Sweet 16 where number one Gonzaga falls to Arkansas. Arkansas just played well. And um, I think the thing for me was the defense and the turnovers that I saw. Gonzaga was just not playing well. And I'm looking to see how many times they turned it over. And they turned over the ball 15 times. And I think that was the main catalyst for the Arkansas to get on the break and score easy points. Yeah, and while Drew Timmy is a great player, the player who's the X factor for that team always is Andrew Nimhard, and he had like five points in the entire game. He hit like a layup in the beginning, and then he had some free throws at the end, but it was already over at that point, basically, and Arkansas held on. The defense got them further, and they were one of two teams to make it back to the lead eight back-to-back years. Yeah, and now they advanced. Or Yeah, that's what you said. A little tired. Uh, now we'll get to Texas Tech and Duke. Texas Tech was leading at halftime, but then Duke made a change to the zone, and Texas Tech just couldn't break out of it, and um, I think that's the main deciding factor with Duke is the zone. Texas Tech just couldn't get their shots down. I'll look at their shooting percentage. Their field goals were 47%, but three-pointers was 31%. Um, So I think that main thing was the three-pointers because they would mostly drive, but then they switched to the zone. And I think that was the main thing for him. What do you think? Yeah, it was a close game, but there was a lot of clutch shots by Jeremy Roach and other Duke players. And Texas A&M's known for their defense, but 
a defensive change by Duke really won them the game. Yeah, and now we'll go to the Elite Eight in the West, and that was Arkansas and Duke. Um, the score was only 78-69. Um, it, felt, it was really good at the beginning, and then near the end of the first half is when Duke just started firing on all cylinders, and they capped it off with a buzzer-beating three-pointer. Um, but at the beginning, it was tough. It was really good defense, and Arkansas was getting turnovers. But the Blue Devils... Only shot 10 threes, but they were 40%, and they also shifted to his own late at the end. And I think that messed with Arkansas, who is just not wasn't shooting well before the tournament and didn't shoot well in this game. Yeah, and that was really the deciding factor. J.D. Ote couldn't get it really going. Jalen Williams played well, but he was the only one who did so. A lot of guys were not shooting well from the field, and against Duke, a team that can play defense and offense, you're going to have to do both to win. Yeah, um, Note was like hot. He had a few shots, but then he fizzled off. But throughout the whole game, you could see Jalen Williams is a fantastic player. Like, yeah, he's time. only a sophomore, so. Oh, really? So does he have one more year of eligibility, or is he going to the draft? He has two more years because he's a sophomore. So next year, he'll be a junior. Okay. And the next year after that, he'll be a senior. Oh, dang. that's Because I feel if he can get his three... Like I, th- I feel if he works on his three, then because his defense is good and he can, he's yeah, good passing. Um, but definitely the two charges in a row were pretty eye, eye opening. Yeah, he he can do that very well. Yeah. So now we'll move on to the next region. We will go to North Carolina and UCLA. UCLA held the lead for most of the game till the like final minute and North Carolina just turned it on and Manic has been a great addition for him and also Caleb Love they were great and um what were your thoughts on this game I thought UCLA was the better team throughout the entire game they played very very well and it took some clutch shooting by Caleb Love and some questionable shots even though they fell he was taking step back fadeaway threes and he did it again and again and again, and he made most of them, missed some. But they came out at the end. UCLA, I thought was a better team throughout the entire game, like I mentioned, but they just fell flat at the end and could not get it going, and that's all that needed to happen for UCLA to take this one. Yeah, Caleb Love had ended the game with 30 points and playing 40 minutes. Yeah, like the main thing, like they led the entire thing, but North Carolina, the thing is matters, they turned it on at the end, and they were able to – clutch it out now we'll go to st peter's and purdue st peter's became the 15th the first 15th seed to um go to the elite eight which was pretty incredible um what were your thoughts on this game yeah st peter's were down uh during multiple portions of this game but their defense really helped through and their offense which was middling during the regular season kept turning it on and Jaden ivy had a three to tie the game and he missed and that was it yeah, so now we'll move on to North Carolina and St. Peter's, and North Carolina uh, beat them 69-49. to 49. Um, It just seemed like St. Peter's retired um, all the players, and they just couldn't keep it up, and North Carolina really has turned it on for this tournament. Yeah, and 69 points isn't a lot of points. The defense wasn't the issue, but the offense, which was the issue all regular season, finally showed its true colors. Like, they could not get points when necessary. They were down 38 to 19 and a half. And while they won the second half, uh, they, they lost the second half by a point, 31 to 30. But 
it just wasn't what they needed. And while the second half was very close, the first half really doomed them. Yeah, and um, I think their largest lead before this game, or their largest deficit was eight points. Um, and I think that was their major downfall as North Carolina got to a hot start and they just had the lead and it was really tough for St. Peter's to overcome. And it was a wild ride and um, the, the players definitely shocked the world and earned a lot of respect. But I believe their coach is move, going to Seton Hall, right? Yes, he is. He already moved over. Yeah, Shaheem Holloway is now the head coach of Seton Hall. That's a little sad, but I understand why he's moving on, and um, it was good recognition for him. But hopefully we see another 15 seed go on in the future. Um, now we'll go to the next region where we have Arizona versus Houston. Houston pulled off the upset, and what were your thoughts on this game? Houston's a great defensive team, and they came through. Uh, some clutch threes were made, and Arizona was never really ahead. They were down by 9, 10, 8 for the majority of the game, and it really did hamper their ability to win. Arizona's a good team, a tall team, a fast team, but Houston's defensive uh, prowess came through. Yeah, and now we'll head on next to the Michigan-Villanova. Villanova played really well. Gillespie um, really shining as he missed last year's tournament, but he's been playing well, and he had 12 points. Um, main scorer was Jalen Samuels, who – believe is eligible for the draft but Michigan still put up a good fight what were your thoughts on this game yeah any player in after their first year is eligible for the draft so it's not like uh football but yeah it was a great team effort Michigan really did falter when I really thought they had a chance but it wasn't really all that close for the majority of the game and Villanova took over okay thanks for the clarification I always get confused I know there's one year but I didn't know if you can go out that one year and then you have to wait till your senior year or if you can just go every other, every year. Yeah, every year. Okay. Now I'll head on to Villanova and Houston. And to me, this is where Gillespie shined because he made some key shots. But this game, their shooting was bad for both teams. Houston shot 29% on field goals and Villanova shot 28%. And then they only made a combined six three-pointers. Villanova made five, and Houston only made one. So it was a really tough game to watch, but um, it was great defense. Yeah, uh, Houston played better in every stat except for three-point percentage and points at the end. Uh, they shot better from the field. They shot better. I mean, they had more rebounds, assists, steals, all that stuff, but the issue was that they shot one for 20 from three, and they really could never get it going. Villanova lost Justin Moore to a Achilles tear, which sucks, but I, I trust that they'll get it together and have a competitive game in the Final Four. Yeah, that's the main thing. It's tough for him to go down, especially with an Achilles tear. Um, it will be interesting to see how they rebound for that. Um, we'll get to that matchup with Kansas after we look at Kansas and Providence. Kansas, I believe Providence was leading, um, or maybe it was Kansas um, – against uh in the elite eight uh yeah i think it was kansas versus miami or um that's the elite eight but the sweet 16 was kansas versus providence and kansas was up for a large majority of the game but then providence started to come back and then kansas took over when necessary remy martin played very well yeah kansas just seems to have a switch that can they can turn on and um which definitely 
scares me with how they will face Villanova, who's missing Justin Moore. But we can get on to that once we do that. And the next Elite Eight game would be Iowa State versus Miami. You, we predicted um, Iowa State making it here and facing Iowa. We didn't predict, predict that right, but Iowa State made it. Um, I think we had them going here, but we had them continuing on. Am I correct? Yeah, we had them in the Sweet 16, but we had them okay. winning this game. But Miami did. And the defense for Iowa State showed up, but in the second half, it really didn't. They allowed the most points of their tournament, and uh, that really put them into a bad spot. Yeah, um, the game I was thinking about was the Elite Eight game where I believe it was close in the at the end at the half, but then Kansas just turned on a switch, and they just shot lights out in that second half. What do you think? Yeah, Kansas outscored them by basically 30 in the second half, won the game by almost 30, and or by like 20 or something like that. And then that really did Miami in. Miami played very, very, very valiantly in the first half, and I really thought that they were the better team throughout the first half easily. But Kansas turned it on, and Miami could not handle the pressure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was their first time being in the um... – Sweet 16 for the first time. Um, but now we'll go on to the final four. We'll do Villanova versus Kansas. I almost want to pick Kansas for this one. I know I'm wondering what you're thinking. I think Justin Moore is a loss, and I'm just not sure how Villanova will stack up without Justin Moore with Kansas, who seems to just be a hot shoot um, from uh, three and just shooting on the floor. And so I'm not, I think it would definitely be a great game to watch. And Villanova is a well-coached team, but so is Kansas. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm, I'm taking Villanova. I really do think they have the experience. And while there are some seniors on Kansas, none of them have made it this far. At, uh, yeah, because I, th- I think their senior, Archai Abaji, is only a four-year senior, while fifth-year senior Colin Gillespie won the national championship when he was a freshman. Uh I, I'm excited for this game, but I Kansas's scares or Kansas has had scares in almost every game they played except for the first round. Creighton gave them a scare at the end. Providence gave me a scare. Gave them a scare at the end. Miami was up at half. If Kansas was going is going to win this game, they're going to have to make sure that they uh, stay on their game the entire time and don't allow Villanova and they have a pretty good defense as well to turn it on because if that happens, then I don't think Kansas has a chance. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Kansas. Um, that's just going to be my pick. I feel they're going to be able to turn it on. And if Justin Moore is playing, maybe I'd still – maybe I'd pick Villanova, but I think I'm going to ride with Kansas. And now we'll go to a rematch. The first time uh, Duke and North Carolina have met, but it's a rematch of when North Carolina ruined um, Coach K's final game in um, Durham. Am I correct? Yeah, I think so. Durham, um, where the tickets were just insane. Um, it's been crazy with North Carolina and what they've done their first year after Roy Williams ret- retired. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't think it would actually happen, but it seems like Coach K may be able to win a championship and ride off into the sunset as he's planning to retire this year. Yeah. Uh, in Duke's history with Mike Krzyzewski versus UNC. Duke has won 50 times. 
UNC has won 49 times, so this is the 100th matchup. And points-wise, Duke has 21 more points in their total matchup. So a lot of people are predicting that UNC would win this game by 21 points where everything would be tied, 50-50 wins, losses, and then points would be the exact same between the two. But I'm going to go against that. I think Duke wins this game. I love what North Carolina's done, but I think the Duke uh, Blue Devils are going to be too much of a match. I know that UNC beat them in the last game of the season, uh, during the regular season, obviously. But I, I'm, I'm worried about UNC guarding uh, the Duke team. And Duke is tall with Williams and Paolo Benchero. So I, I, I think the matchup here goes to Duke. So I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I feel the players, like we did talk about UNC beat Duke. Um, I feel that left a bad taste in the Duke players and how they want Coach K to have a winning record. They're, they want, so it won't be tied. Duke will win, and I'm going to pick Duke as well. So Duke against Kansas, and that's our final prediction, and those are previews of the Final Four. Um, and the final will happen on Monday, um, April Fourth, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to make a prediction for the final, or no? I think we should wait till the final okay. to do that. Okay, yeah, we'll see how it happens, and we'll definitely keep an eye on the final four and review that. And now that's it. Thank you for listening, and make sure to check out the bracket. Um, the bracket stands with our reigning champion Andrew um, leading the group. Then we have Austin's bracket. Um, at second and then we have Riley as um, the person in three so we'll see Andrew lost his um, champion Gonzaga he's out but he's still number one you have dude if 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 Kansas wins he had Kansas in the final so if Kansas wins and then Kansas loses to the final to UNC he can still win it there's three people who can win it Andrew, myself, and then the guy who picked Kansas. Who was that? Right. Riley picked Kansas? Okay. Well, for him, he needs Kansas to win the championship. Easy easy route. For uh, your uh, for Andrew, yeah. yeah. He needs Kansas to win versus Villanova, UNC to beat Duke, and then UNC to beat Kansas. For me, I just need Villanova to win versus Kansas because I have Villanova versus Duke in the championship. I win if Villanova beats Kansas. It doesn't even matter what happens with my champion, Duke. Or Duke has to win it all. Those are the two options. Either Villanova beats uh, Villanova beats Kansas, and then it does not matter what happens in the Duke-UNC game. UNC can win. I'm, I don't really care because I'd won the thing. Or Duke would have to win out, beat uh, Kansas in the final, and that, that'll give me the title as well. So I have the most possible scenarios of winning two and then Kansas man and your, uh, uh, Andrew. Yeah. Are both, uh, got one. And for the record, if you win, there's no prize. Yeah. No one gets a prize. There is a prize, but we're keeping it a secret. Yeah. Um, there's no, I I don't, I don't get a prize for winning. Yeah. Cause you're part of the group. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice if UCLA won, um, because then, our bracket wouldn't have been really bad because we're our number seven right now. Um, and if we want to look at the people that we're doing, we did the whole video with, you're leading, then I am beating Jake by one point. 
Wow, do you have Kansas or Duke in the final or UNC no, or no, Villanova? No. It, it's our both our brackets are. So you, but you, but, but you won three points. I'm at forty three points and he's at forty two points. And I'm at sixty three, right? Yeah, you're at like I thought you were at sixty four. You're at sixty four. You're it's almost no, it's not double. I could yeah, end up doubling if you could. Yeah, as, I think even if Villanova wins because that's sixteen points. But yeah, it's I'm excited. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Happens. We'll keep you updated and make sure to check out the Outsiders Pod Twitter to keep up. If Andrew or Riley are to win, then you will know what the prize is. But be on the lookout for that. And thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.